Hey guys, it's Mike, aka Go Guy Go, and I'm back again with another Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. With me tonight is Andrew. Hey guys, how's it going? And he's with me tonight on this Wednesday, October 20th, the eve of the Biopocalypse. For those affected by this unprecedented event, I wish you well. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Andrew, how are you doing? Uh, you know what, Mike? You you came up with uh, a very apropos uh, name for this. Uh, the the biopocalypse is. Uh, I'm one of the victims. Um, you could have even called it ambulance ascitis because I'm starting to get devastated in a lot of the leagues with injuries. But uh, um, you know, I you're right. The 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 buy is starting to rip a few people apart. Yeah. Um, there are you three guys that I can see this yeah. week that are suffering from the biopocalypse. Now I can't take credit for that name. I'm stealing that from uh, another news source. Oh, and yeah, that, that wasn't my creation, but I like it. It, it. it is a great description of the situation we're, we're in. And I, for the short time period, I've been playing fancy football. I have never, Never come across a situation where so many teams with so many assets are on by and the impact it's going to have. So when we get into our weekly matchup and predictions, we'll be able to delve into that specifically to our league. But in general, it is it is devastating. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, I'm going to have two of those these weeks Yeah, uh, in this season. This season? Uh, Yes, in this league. Okay, because, when's the next week? You obviously looked ahead. Uh, my 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 next killer is going to be week twelve. Was oh, that because of all your um, all my Chiefs? All your Chiefs, yeah. Okay, well, that's going to be that's that's more of an isolated incident because you are so Chiefs heavy. Yes, you yes. your three big big killers are. Yes, yeah, so that's that's a week that you are definitely going to be weak on. Yeah. And you so, are facing Josh that week, who is, I think, I think on the outs of this season. So you you still have a chance of eking out a win because I think he's selling off and preparing for next year. But if he's not, that week um, could could be a very messy week for you. Yeah, yeah. And if I get any more any more injuries, that uh, that can hurt too. But there yeah. has been a lot. We we have all suffered. Um. Well, let's talk about the state of football outside of the biopocalypse. We've uh, there's some rumors floating around about Deshaun Watson being traded. Tua Tungavailoa is involved in those trade rumors. The Washington football team are involved in those rumors. I've seen several posts debunking those rumors. So I, I'm curious when when those things pop up. For you, like when you see, um, case in point, when I posted earlier in the week that Deshaun Watson was going to be traded to the Detroit Lions, that was my pure speculation based upon a bunch of uh, Reddit posters that I follow in the Lions channel saying, hey, Deshaun Watson's liking all these posts. Like there's some, there's got to be some dialogue or activity. He's probably sending up signals saying, hey, come trade for me. I was like, oh, man, that would, that's good and bad. From a talent standpoint, I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. He's a great quarterback. 
from a situational standpoint of his his off the field activities, I don't think that's what the the Lions should be getting themselves into. Uh, I I think him in particular. That's a very, very um, – any team is going to have to be very cautious going into that. Yeah. Because your fan base is going to be on one side of the fence or the other. So you could be – a bringing him on could, could anger a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the fan base. And then, but but you might also have a bunch of people that just say, "Well, I don't care. That's his personal life. His personal life. I just care about winning, right?" Um, so, unfortunately, I don't think you can take that approach in the modern era of football. I don't think you can take that approach in anything in the modern era with the amount of social justice that exists out there. Yeah, those elements now play a huge factor in your eligibility and your profitability for a team. Yeah, and. And that's why I almost think he, he, he's almost better off just bury his head in the sand for a year, and hopefully, and hope to heck that it all goes away. But it it, it doesn't always go away. You look at John Gruden this week or last well, week. Well, in this case, his actions don't have to be proven because the evidence is already exists. Right? It's not speculation. It's not hearsay. Yeah, he, he incriminated himself for, through his actions. Yeah, so I'm, I I don't have a lot of sympathy in that case. In Deshaun Watson's case, it's uh there's been no news that I have seen regarding his case regarding his issues. Now the season is on, but he continues to be uh, an inactive player each and every week. He sits on the sideline. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, so that's that's tough. Um. I think any team that is interested in him, they are, they are gambling because they are yeah. going to have to pay. And then yeah. you're going to get a guy who hasn't resolved his off the field issues yet. And I like for me, if I was going to make a, a move on Deshaun Watson, it would be after he's resolved those issues. I would not be willing to take a shot on him before that happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and hopefully he can get it resolved quick enough, deal with whatever, if there's a punishment, deal with that punishment. Almost like a Michael Vick incident where yeah. he, he went and he did his time he and then he came back and finished off his career. Right. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully he, Deshaun Watson can do the same thing. You know, just deal with your, your legal stuff, get it over and done with, serve your penalty of whatever it is, if it's a fine or if it's whatever. Right. Uh, and then move on and just keep your nose clean going forward. It would be interesting to find out the situation of Deshaun Watson with respect to uh, his contract status. Now, I own him in a few leagues. I'm going to go find him here in a quick second. But what I'm thinking is, is if he is handed a punishment, let's say he's handed a one-year suspension. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so at the end of this season, Houston has to decide if they're picking up his his fifth-year option. Yeah. So let's say they decide to pick up their fifth-year option. That way they retain control over his... His future. His future. He he plays out the one year... Not plays out the one year. He sits out the one year. Because let's say he gets suspended. He misses the next year. So they, they exercise his fifth-year option. 
He remains under their control for that year. And then at the end of that year, he comes back not having played for, for one year of football. And now he's a, he's a free agent. And their options are to offer him an extension, franchise tag him, or let him walk. Yeah. I. If they're bitter toward him, they franchise tag him. Ugh, but franchise tag him for that amount of money to do what? To let him play? Or to... If they're bitter at him, he sits on the bench and then he sits for two years and and maybe that kills his, his value. Um, but if they're not bitter and you're not interested in him playing for your team, then you just let him walk. You let him walk. Because right? if they do decide, like, I can see a scenario where, like, all right, we're going to franchise tag you. We're going to pay you $40 million. If you sign it, you get $40 million. Chances are we're not going to let you play, though. But you could sign it and earn $40 million. Yeah. Which and and no team would trade for that. No. They would just say, "I'm going to wait the year." I'll wait the year and see what happens when uh, when that that contract expires. Yeah. Um. And then I, I'm assuming at that point they would seek to trade him, but he would he could sit there and be like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to sign it. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't." Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man, it that's so messy. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything uh, in the football world you want to you want to chatter about outside of the injuries, the bi apocalypse, and the shenanigans going on with the Sean Watson? Um, you know, like we, I, I think there was a a couple of good trades this week, wasn't there? You and I had one. Oh, you want to you want to jump into that already? Hey. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh I, no, no, no. That that is quite all right. Um, I try and leave the the opening of the show for just. Just general football talk, whether it's related to fantasy or just football or, or personal thoughts and feelings. Um, but if you want to get into trades, uh, we can we can definitely do that. Give ourselves some time to expand upon the epicness that happened. Um, let's talk about the first trade, not ours. I want to talk about Donnie's trade because I'm actually involved in that trade. Oh, okay. I'm just scrolling up in the in the show in notes. The feed. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So Donnie made a trade for Alex Collins and Chris Carson for yes. a first. Now, I would project Donnie being a competitive player in this league. He's probably going to be close to winning it or in that championship match. So that's a late first. That's a that's a bottom three first. Yeah. So for me, that's a steal of a deal. And when I was chatting with him uh, late last night um, about the deal, I'm like, dude, if someone's offering you those two players for your first, and we don't, we don't, we try to talk about, um, the assets without the uh, the players involved, so that or the uh, the actual league managers involved to to remove any kind of bias. In this okay. case, I'm like, dude, that's a smash accept. You're now getting a clear cut. Whichever one of those guys is healthy for the week, that will be the starter, and they will actually perform for you. They will not be a crap bust type of a running back. And if you need a running back. Heck, man, that is totally worth it. A first for those two players, totally worth it. So congrats to Donnie. That was a great, great trade. Uh, good for Josh Multibeast, which is why I said earlier, I think that's why he's selling out. He's grabbing some assets now for, for those that he doesn't want to have next year. And these are two candidates that's like, that's prime. Because I yeah. don't think Alex Collins is going to be the workhorse going forward. They will bring somebody in. I don't believe in Rashad Penny. Um, I also don't believe in, in Chris Carson long-term. No, so, he's... He's been his career has been shortened by injury. Sure, uh, he was what undrafted or a late round draft pick that yeah. really rose to the top. So he's he's to me, 
he has played above his draft. He's gotten paid, so congrats to him. But he has he's played hard. He has not shied away from using his body to get the job done. And now he's his body's telling him, hey, look, man, yeah, can't do it no more. So for me, this was a great trade. Great for Josh because he's moving on from true sell-now assets. And then Donnie got those assets to help his team out um, for a really low cost. I think it's a good, a good deal. It's a it's a win win on both of them. I mean, I I I and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Um, I'm cautious about having a whole backfield. It scares me because you run the risk of. Oh my gosh, what if I started the wrong guy this week? You're talking about owning a backfield where there is a hot hand or a committee approach. Well, you look at the Cleveland, the Cleveland situation, right? Yep. Where where you had Chubb and you had um uh Hunt, right? I you know the, that was the the that's the optimum uh, backfield because they both get people... playing time and they both excel. Yes, they, they know their role, they stick to their role, and and you know, they both produce. Like so Collins and, and Carson aren't gonna be that. No, it's one or the other. But to yeah, me it's so, clear if Carson's healthy, he's the guy. If Carson's not healthy, then it's Alice Collins. And it, it's a crapshoot because if you if you pick the wrong guy for that week But you in this case, you don't. You know, going into the game, if well, if Alex Collins is going to be healthy, and Chris Carson is out or questionable, I'm going to put Chris Carson in, and I'm going to wait until game time when they make the announcements. Yeah, no, Chris Carson's out. Okay, Carson's out. Collins is in. And the very example that they play on Monday night, I would, if I only owned, owned Chris Carson, in this case, he's on IR, so it doesn't really count. But if I owned Chris Carson, and Monday night comes and I know that he's questionable I'm not putting him in my lineup I'm putting somebody else in unless I own that guaranteed handcuff to me Chris Carson is a a near blue chip player that you're going to play week in week out if he's healthy and Alex Collin is his must own backup Yeah, just like um, AJ Dillon is the must own backup for Aaron Jones and Tony Pollard is the must own backup for Ezekiel Elliott and Alexander Madison is the must own backup for Dalvin Cook because those guys, you know, that if one of their the, the starter is out, the backup is going to step in and they will be good. Yeah, I I, I see from that from that standpoint, but I just it, it it still scares me that you know, oh my gosh, what if you know Zeke Elliott is having a bad game, so they just start handing the ball to Pollard and. He ends up with 75 points and sure. LA that, gets nothing. And I played the wrong guy that week. But you can't, you can't, to me, you can't look at it that way. You didn't play the wrong guy. The guy you, you played had a bad game for whatever reason. Yeah. And they pivoted to their other option. You yeah. played the right guy because that's the guy who was starting out. Yeah. And then maybe he had fumbleitis. Maybe he's just going through some personal issues and it just, his head's not in the game. Yeah. So they make a pivot to the guy who really wants to play. And that's ha- that happens, and that yeah. oh, it, you expect that. <laughs> you just hope that you're the guy who owns that backup. That's that's my philosophy, anyways. I want to own for my big blue chip players. I want to own that backup because if they go down, 
I don't want to be left having to go out there and hunt for another replacement. Yeah, kind of what I ended up with this week, yeah. Yeah, which leads us into our trade. Now, you and I started talking late last night when we were preparing for the show. Yeah. And oddly enough, uh, you had a need and I had a need. My need was at wide receiver. I needed I needed a boost at wide receiver. And you needed a starting reliable running back. Well, we made the trade. I got Brendan Cooks and Jalen Waddell and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's going to be out for... I'm going to guess five to six weeks. So he's going to sit in my IR and I'm glad to have him when he comes back. I'm good at running back for right now. It was my receivers that, that I really needed a boost for. Um, You, on the other hand, you got Chase Edmonds, a starting running back for the Cardinals who hasn't, hasn't had an epic game, right? Hasn't had like a Derrick Henry type game, but he's been pretty reliable. Yes. Consistently getting action. Uh, that's a nice uh, spot start filter for you. In exchange, I gave you Tyler Lockett and T. Higgins. I know you're a, a Bengals fan, so the Higgins was to kind of offset the value of me sending you uh, Lockett and Edmonds uh, for Waddle and Hunt, and then we did Cooks as a as a balancer on the other side. So yeah, we all we all have playable assets that help our team now and further weeks to come. Oh, for sure, and then, and again, that's why. Like when I look at the, the deal that you and I did, it it served the purpose that both of us had a need and both of us got what we, we were looking for. Yep. So, it, so I, uh, hope it, I hope it works out for you. Um, I'm actually ben, really happy. For you too. <laughs> Brand, yeah, thank you. I, I'm glad I got Brandon Cooks. In last week's episode, I talked about players that I was going to go in on, that I was going to like plant my flag and say, these are the players that I'm going to go and acquire for a a reasonable price. And on that list was Brandon cooks. The yeah. four guys that were on my list were Marquise Brown. Yeah. Brandon cooks, Hunter Renfro and Tim Patrick. So if I got some or some combination thereof of those guys on my roster, I felt confident that I would have enough stable floor with ceiling potential uh, to win me some weeks with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I was willing to go all in and buy a big blue chip player like a Devontae Adams. Um, You'd have to give up too much stuff, too much of the future. For yeah. Him. I want to, I still, I'm still taking a conservative balance approach. So in this case, um, I like Cooks because he's really the only receiver that's getting a lot of action in Houston. He's not a terrible receiver. I'm guessing he has personality issues, which is why he gets traded every other year. <laughs> Uh, potentially, yeah. Potentially, right? So I don't imagine he's going to stick around in Houston, but uh, he's their receiver, so I, I expect him to have a decent floor, and if he scores a touchdown, great. Um, I like Jalen Waddle to help with my future, especially if now that two is back, uh, they can build that college connection back again. Yeah. Uh, and Hunt, to me, Hunt is a weekly flex. If Hunt is healthy and he's not the starting running back, he's still a solid flex player. Well, he... he... He was the difference maker in, in a few of my weeks. Yeah, um, I was offered I was offered trades earlier in the year for him, and and I turned them down just because he was he was my difference maker because he very consistent. He's getting ten to twelve points a game, and then he'll have games where he gets twenty five, which so, is fantastic. Yes. You can't ask for anymore. I mean, that's the, I think he's one of the reasons why 
you know, in the league, when you actually look at the league, um, I'm, I'm so far ahead with points. Um, like I'm at what? 871. The next closest is 806. And, and, and Hunt is one of the reasons why, right? Like he's, he's had me weeks where he's gotten me 25 plus points to, to bolster the, my, my offense. Right. Right. It, it killed me. Like I was excited that, Hey, Hunt's going to start this week. But then I re- quickly realized Hunt isn't built for the grind of a full game. And, and it turned around and bit him in the butt and he got hurt. Right. He, he's that guy that needs to have the only, you know, plays second and third downs, right. Not a, a full three down every single, he's not the workhorse anymore. No. And you know what? It, he filled that niche so well. He's the yes. passing down uh, late quarter running back. And mm-hmm. he has excelled at that position, right? They pound, they pound the game with Nick Chubb, who gets a ton yep. of touches and runs the ball. And then the fresh legs come in with shiftiness, speed, and that catchability. It's like, all right, now he's catching passes and running for touchdowns late in games and bringing them back or pushing them further ahead. So, yeah, exactly. Take it. exactly. I just got to wait five or six weeks. Yeah. No, it'll work out for you. It will. Yeah. It's not not to my detriment, I hope, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's just it. When you're you're traded with other teams that are in contention, you you always run the risk of the guys you traded them coming back to bite you in the butt. Yeah. I I hope I'm not going to take one of the the awards at the end of the year. Like, oh, that was the bonehead (laughs) trade of the year. No, no, I think my uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones trade is going to come back to bite me. Uh, I sent a, or I got a fourth. He got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I think I traded him just before his breakout, right? He had a great week, and I think, I don't think that's going to cool. My honest, true, pure, honest opinion is I don't think that's going to cool while while he's still active. I think Case Keenum might not target him as much, but maybe like I, then I, I, I don't know that situation. Uh, this week's matchup for them is, is going to be the one that tells the tale. So tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow night, we got Denver versus Cleveland. Case Keenum starting. If Case Keenum starts looking towards Donovan Peoples-Jones to carry him through, because it's either going to be Donovan or it's going to be, it's either going to be DPJ or it's going to be OBJ. Ah. Uh... Let me just go to the something here. Um, rumor has it. Where is he? Who are you Mr. looking for? Mr. Landry might be back tomorrow night. No way. Yep. So that might be another option that uh, that he has to throw the ball to. I think if he was coming back, they would have made an announcement it was. They would have. They would have pulled them off already. No, they're waiting till last. Maybe minute. back Thursday. Okay, then he's not. Uh, Landry knee will move around at Thursday's practice and may be cleared to play Thursday versus the Broncos. Oh wow, okay. The Browns designated Landry to return from injured reserve last Friday, but he ultimately wasn't activated for Week Six against the Cardinals. Landry's Week Seven status likely is tied to how he comes out of back-to-back sessions Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. But he seems to be drawing closer to completing his recovery. To me, if you haven't pulled him off yet, that means 
you're not fully confident. Yeah, you're not fully confident in his ability. So if he does come back, I'm not throwing him the ball because he's a risk. But it it could be a situation where, okay, teams now start zoning in on Peoples Jones. Yep, and double doubling him up, which frees up Landry for the for you know the the few touchdowns. Except DPJ is playing in Jarvis's position. So if Jar- Jarvis comes back, Donovan People Jones moves back down the the roster and the three wide out set becomes Odell, Jarvis, and Rashad Higgins. Or do they move Higgins down and Landry goes into the number three spot? Maybe. Like I guess all those things are possibilities. Yeah. yeah. I just at that point, if Landry's on the field, I don't want any of these receivers. Because I don't know which one's going to get it. Well, Only that's, one that's... of them's going to be relevant, and I yeah. don't know which one's going. It's going to be. I'd prefer it be Jarvis because I like Jarvis and I own Jarvis in several places, but I don't. I honestly don't think he comes back. I, as the coach, if I'm not pulling him off and activating him now, I shouldn't activate him until next week. Yeah. No. No. Oh, for sure. Like I, it would be two minutes before the game if I was to slide him off of my IR and into a slot. Because um, you're right, you know, he could be a week away before gaining any any real magical confidence with the with the with uh with the quarterback. Right. And, and you know what? He may have a, a a hot week this week. Sure. But then that would just build the confidence for for week eight, nine, ten type thing. So for sure. To me, Jarvis Landry's not a hot play. My no. concern here is they if they pull him off of IR tomorrow, that's going to lock up my rosters in several leagues in places where I'm not I'm not prepared just yet to take him off and dump a player. Yeah. So I'm going to have to start looking at that to make room. Yeah. No, I I know you. Yeah. I, I I know your your little your kind of your strategy. You talked yeah. about it uh, a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Where hey, I wait to the last second to see if a guy's going to be active or not. So. Yeah, so on Tuesdays I I set my rosters where where I knew there was going to be a conflict. I set my rosters, I made sure my IR slots are all full because come Wednesday afternoon all of those temporary designations are removed. The week resets, your roster locks, and then you have to start dumping players. So I'm like, "All right, well, I get waivers, waivers go through. I get my team as it is, and then I got to wait to see what happens." Yeah. And this one could really bung things up because it's a Thursday night game. Yeah. There was a comment in, I think it was in this league, where somebody had somebody on the IR that wasn't, didn't have a designation anymore, but was still able to make moves. How was that possible? That was not this, that was not this league. Oh, okay. Well, then we won't talk about it then. So No, no, no. Because you know what? It, It is relevant because... That is a sleeper league. That is a league that you and I are both are both in, and I believe the the issue was someone was making fun of somebody else for having so and so on their Rashad Penny. Yeah, for having Rashad Penny on their IR or, but Rashad Penny is supposed to come back, but he is a last minute decision, and that's that's why he's still able to keep him on oh, his IR spot because he was designated to come back but hasn't been activated. Oh. Okay. See, I was when I was reading the comments that people were making, it, 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 the the thought that went through my mind was like, 
okay, well, how could he do a waiver or how could he move somebody within his roster if the guy wasn't designated with a, an injury anymore? Um, because, yeah, I know. It, yeah. So I guess, yeah, if you're not, if they haven't truly taken away his designation, then yeah. That's right. Hmm. Interesting way around it, but it is. That is that is the interesting challenge we face with injury designations and IR slots. And I do appreciate the league moving to two different states of IR where before it was eight eight weeks and now they have the temporary three week IR and then and they have the eight week IR. Yeah. So I was like perfect. Uh, those that are affected by COVID or light injuries, like case in point, you got CMC who's re reaggravated his hamstring. He's back on IR for the minimum of three weeks. It's like, okay, you know what? I appreciate them doing that. I now know the status. I'm going to rock out with Chuba Hubbard going forward. It's yeah. nice and clear cut. I'm not waiting for the last second. I now know that he can sit on my IR and I can move forward for the next three weeks. After that, we'll play that dance, that dancing game, whether he's coming back or not. Yeah. And, you know, it's speaking of him, you know, I I feel so bad for guys that have him, um, in in whatever league. Yep. Um, as great of a talent as he is, you get scared even trying to play him because you don't know if he's going to last a whole game. Well, I know that you own Saquon Barkley in. Is it no fun? Uh, me have Barkley? Yeah, in uh, yeah, no fun. Yeah. So here you are. You're sitting. You're sitting in last place in that league because you traded away some assets, got Barkley, and then he shit the bed on you. Yes, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. So now, now you're riding. Oh, you haven't been in your roster this week in that league. Well, because he's supposed to play this week. So. <laughs> yeah, he ain't playing, dude. Is, is he not? No, oh. he ain't, he's not going to. He didn't even practice this week. Oh. So as much as they want him to come back, I think Devontae Booker is still going to get that, that work. Yeah. So that's, that's tough because he's a great running back when he's healthy. He's just been beat up too much that he can easily injure himself again. Yeah. And, and I think, mm-hmm. you know what? I blame the team for that. Oh, that's, that's like McCaffrey as well, right? Yeah, because their team was that single player. And they didn't yes. do – their best one to get him a solid quarterback to support him or two bolster their offensive line to protect that poor kid. Now, granted in um, New York's case, Daniel Jones is a terrible quarterback who flashes brilliance at times. Yeah. But their offensive weapons have been like San Francisco in the past. They, they just, they have the injury bug. Everybody's getting hurt. Their offensive line is decimated through injury. Their passing weapons are decimated through injury. And their running game is decimated. The only player still standing is Daniel Jones. Yeah. So I'll give him props to that. If if that's a kid who ever figures out how to not fumble the football, he might actually turn things around. He could be another guy like uh, the guy from the Jets, uh, Donaldson. <clears throat> Sam Darnold? Yeah, Sam Darnold. Get him to a different team and you'll see him flourish. Could get him a different system, someone who can actually yeah, develop him as opposed to what's going on in the in yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah. 
but all right, but you're right. You know, you look at you look at like a a CMC or a Barkley. Um, you know, you're 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 riding him too hard and too much that he's he has become, you know, injury prone because he has been beat up too much. Get go get another get a receiver or two. So that he doesn't have to, so McCaffrey doesn't have to catch the ball on every single third down, well, and run it and run it on first and second. I, I don't disagree with you, but I I do believe the Panthers have. I like their receiving core. For whatever reason, DJ Moore seems to be the only one getting the ball they this year. They, this year, yeah. but but you look at the other the the previous three or four years mm-hmm. when 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 McCaffrey's been healthy, he's the only one touching the ball. Well, that's because they didn't have much. Now, I I do like their offensive makeup. I like DJ Moore. I liked Robbie Anderson, but they seem to just remove him from the equation. They're not really using their tight ends. Um, I like Terrence Marshall as a or Terrace Marshall as their uh, their rookie wide receiver. To me, that's a kid who when they when they actually work him into the system, I think he's going to be great. But yeah. no one respects them without a solid running game. So Chuba's going to have to step up big to allow Sam Darnold, who has crapped out the last two weeks, um, to get his arm back going. It so if he can start firing the ball, then great. And same thing with uh, with New York. When you look at the receiving course, Sterling Shepard, uh, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, those are all receivers that I like. And now oh, yeah. you have the emergence of Kadarius Tony, but then he goes down to injury. It's like okay, well, you can't have nice things, New York. Karma is coming back to <laughs> you. Can't have nice yeah. things. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we got to keep moving along here. Yeah. Uh, those were the the trades we talked about in waivers. Wasn't really much picked up. Donnie did drop Rashad Higgins. Rashid Higgins. Yeah. Whatever he dropped, Higgins, who I think still has kind of has some value, but I know he he had to make a spot. Yeah. Um, for uh, for Alex Collins and Chris Carson, so. And then the pickups this week were, bleh, really, Russell Gage, Le'Veon Bell, a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, and Byron Pringle. Right. So to me, those are all just bench plays. You're just you're just hoping one of these guys becomes relevant at some point. I don't trust any of them, but in the bipocalypse week, you might be forced to have to play these guys. So, yeah. right. And I, think the, I think the pickup of Bell was based off of two plays that he played. He scored a this, touchdown. This week, yeah. And he looked good. He looked good in those two plays. But I don't consider him a, a guy that I would put in my roster as the as a as a starter. But if you don't have anybody to play this week, you're playing True. whoever you can get, right? That's that's yeah. the nature of the bipocalypse. Hopefully it's not a seasonal event where we got to deal with every year. This is just like a once in a you know, like a, a blue moon. So, yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's uh, let's get into the week six matchup predictions and the results that came from our predictions. It was not a good week. I'm not going to lie to you, everybody. We did not do very well. Uh, Andrew still still came out on top as being the most successful predictor. He has clairvoyance, at least partially. Call me but, Jimmy the Greek. Okay, so here we go. Uh, in matchup number one, it was me versus Gabriel. Uh, everyone but you, Andrew, picked me. You pick, you did pick Gabriel, and you won, so congratulations. That was that was one success. 
In the next matchup, everybody picked you. And then your team decided to uh, take a break. And Bryce, well, you did win. We all I got that win. one right. Never mind. That was the one we got right. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the next one here where I picked Marvin, you picked Marvin, Juan picked Marvin, and Ryan, in his brilliant clairvoyant moment, he picked himself. And he won. Yeah. So that was a great matchup for him. Um, so congratulations, Ryan. You, uh, you took that round. In matchup number four, it was Josh versus Juan. Everybody picked Juan, and Josh came out on top. But it's it like, wasn't a huge. Uh, no, every matchup, every close. matchup, regardless, even though like teams crapped out, the matches matchups were close. If we go back and look at the the history of the week, right? Uh, when you look at all the uh, the weekly report, so the biggest blowout, the biggest blowout we had was Laborbus beat me by a hundred and fifteen to ninety five. So he beat me by twenty points, and that was the biggest blowout. Yeah, that's not even that big of a blowout. Oh, I was I, I as I was watching the game on on Monday, and I didn't think I even posted right at the end of the thing. Like, get this thing over with because I I cannot have him get any more points. Are we talking about the Tennessee game? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have Derrick Henry running up the score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, I can tell you that that Derrick Henry saved me and killed me in in a couple places. So that's yeah. he's amazing. All right. So moving along with uh, the matchups, last matchup was Donnie versus Sean, aka Chervin. Now we all picked Donnie. We all caved. We all succumbed to Donnie's greatness and chose him. And then he laughs at us as his team decides to take a break. Yeah. And Chervin's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to win this one." So not only does he beat me. In uh, last week, he ends up beating Donnie this week and upsetting the, I guess, the, the balance of power at the top of the, uh, the league food chain. Yeah. So congratulations, uh, Sean. That was those are those are two epic wins against some mighty opponents. Uh, hopefully that continues, man. You get right back in this thing because that is if you can uh, bring down the best of us. He's got me this week, doesn't he? Uh, let's go to the to the matchups here. Uh, no, no, oh. this week, this week he is going against uh, Josh, aka the Multi Beasts. Oh, yeah, the the new top dog in our in our league. Uh, well, I guess not new. It's you're still there. Uh, but Ryan, aka Slickburn, he's moved right up into that second spot. Yeah, now that Donnie's been dethroned. Uh, I'm down in the fifth spot, and Marvin is sitting. In fourth, and uh, Labor Bus is clipping on our heels. Yep. So now Labor Bus has claimed the uh, the Canadian Championship, but I think well, beating that's me what it was. I mean, that's what. Yeah, he's he's beaten me, but he's facing you this week. So uh, I think I I've beaten you. Labor Bus has beaten me. Now to make it even, Stevens. You have to beat Labor Bus because if you don't, then he will have officially taken the temporary title of Canadian champion. Yeah, and if he does that, maybe we'll have to get him a little uh, a maple leaf flag. To we'll send him some of his own maple syrup. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here it comes out of your own backyard. That's right. We bought it here and we shipped it back to you. 
<laughs> or maybe we'll set up some Molson Canadian. <laughs> oh, maybe. That's more of a punishment. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, so the uh, the records as it stand this week, I'm one and four, you're two and three, Juan is one and four, and Ryan is two and three. So congratulations, Ryan. You came on the show, you did a great job uh, hosting with me, and you you tied the epic picker himself, Andrew, at two and three. So congratulations to you two for being this week's prediction winners. Hey, fanfare. <sighs> And what what are the overall? Uh... Yeah, this is this is where it doesn't get pretty, because you definitely have a you have a knack for this. You honestly do. So my record is fifteen and fifteen. Yours is fifteen and ten. That's because you missed week one. Yeah. Juan is sitting at five and ten. He really should not bet on these kinds of things. <laughs> and uh, and Ryan got off to a slow start, but he did get two and three this week. So all in all. It's uh, you and I are essentially tied, but you have the tiebreaker because you don't have as many losses uh, as I do. Yeah, my, many my, my percentage is higher. That's right. So yeah. congratulations. We'll uh, let's see what happens as we jump into the week seven predictions. Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm going to call them out here, and I'm going to give you a moment to have a quick look. Uh, I got them up here in front of me. Okay. So the week one matchup I have is myself versus Ryan. Okay. Now I've I've picked myself because i'm not suffering from the bipocalypse i have a fairly good team and unfortunately slick slick is affected by the bipocalypse and he more than half his roster are real deep bench players yeah so i'm fairly confident i'm going to take it although i'm sure he's not going to go down without a fight but I'm I'm heavily favored, and I am going to pick myself. I, I have to fully agree with you on that one. He's, uh, um, unfortunately, he's not bench depth enough. No, to recover from from uh, from this nightmare that that him and I are in. No. Um, and I yeah, I got to go with you this week. All right, matchup number two. Is you? Oh, wait a minute. Gabriel. Who, who, the, who did the others pick? Oh, uh, Juan picked me as well. Okay. Okay. All right. So matchup number two, I've got you versus Gabriel. Now, projection-wise, this is close. It this is. is very close. Um, I'm going to give you my analysis because I'm fairly confident you're going to pick yourself on this one. Am I wrong? Uh, I'll let you go with your with your. Okay. Analysis. All right. So here's my analysis. Um, I'm giving you the quarterback battle, Mahomes versus Darnold. Yeah. Um, you do not have the running back battle because he has both Swift and Mixon. You have Brandon Bolden and Edmonds. Yeah. So in the uh, the wide receiver battle, you have Hill and Higgins that you recently acquired. He has Allen Robinson and Chase. I'm giving you the wide receiver battle, but I think Chase will will be fairly close to Hill unless Hill has one of his light up games, yeah. which will then reduce your Kelsey performance. But we'll get to that in a second. I'm writing off Allen Robinson as a he's not relevant anymore. Um, for yeah. whatever reason he's just it's just not working out for him. Yeah. So I think Jamar Chase and Tyreek are close and you edge out because I know Higgins is going to get targets. And uh, that's why it, you you're not winning by a margin by a lot there. Like it's a it's a slim margin. Yeah. 
And then you got Kelsey versus Gusecki. I think Gusecki still plays well. I don't think he outscores Kelsey, but he's going to play well. Yeah. And then it's the flex. This is where, this is where I think the the rubber is really going to meet the road in how close things are going to be. You have Henry Ruggs, which is an on and off type of player. One week on, yes. one week off, right? So he's if he has one of his on weeks, he's going to get you twenty points. If he doesn't, he's going to get you five. On the opposite side, he's got Mike Evans. I trust Mike Evans to get guaranteed targets every week. Then you got Tyler Boyd. Now that's a guy who's wide receiver three on an offense that, so like all the Cincy assets are playing in this game outside of CJ Uzama. You got Higgins, Boyd and Chase and Mixon all in this matchup. I don't think Boyd gets it done because Higgins and Chase will feast first and Boyd will get whatever's left over. Opposite side, you got Chuba Hubbard. I think Chuba is going to run, run the distance over uh, over New York this week. Yeah, and then your other options, you got Tyler Lockett versus Antonio Brown. Now this is where, man, things get really weird because Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith, I don't know how he if he's going to get the the deep shots like like Russell gave him. Yeah. And Antonio Brown could be flick the switch. Antonio Brown doesn't get anything because everything went to Mike Evans or yeah. Chris Godwin yeah. or Leonard Fournette just runs the entire game and you don't need to pass. And OJ Howard gets, gets the ball. Yeah, well, and, and that could, that could be like, you look at, I think it was two weeks ago, Tom Brady had almost no points because they ran and ran and ran. Because yeah, so. they could. You could. If you can't stop the run, control the game, control the yep. flow, the tempo, and beat exactly. the crap out of their defense. So it makes sense. So for me, um, Antonio Brown is like a boomer bust type of player. Um, so like this is a really tough matchup. It is. But my selection, I chose Gabriel in this case. Wow. I did. Not, not throwing me love. Thanks, buddy. No. Ugh, man. How did, Juan, how did Juan go? Uh, Juan also picked Gabriel. Yeah, I, 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 and I hate to do it. I fudge. I hate to do it. I, I actually got to go Gabriel myself. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't have the confidence this week. Oh man, I really don't. And I, I you know, it, it. That's why I say it kills me to do it. And I hope I'm wrong. From a, from a league standpoint, and. Uh, getting the trophy at the end of the year standpoint, but yeah, I yeah. just, I just, uh, too okay. many things have that gone wrong the last couple of weeks. Okay, that is that is surprising. Um, I'm sorry you don't have the confidence in your team this week. Uh, this is going to be there's to me there's two matchups uh, that are going to be close. This is one of them. It's it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, Monday night you're going to be watching what happens with Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's. That's what we're watching for. I hope I'm I'm way ahead, but we'll see. We'll see, right? Um, That's my prediction is it's going to come down to Monday night and Tyler Lockett, and it's going to be within like five points of each other. Yeah. All right. Matchup number three, we got Donnie versus uh, Marvin, a.k.a. Ice and Metal. Yeah. Now, this is is another matchup that I think is is too close. Uh, Solid quarterbacks. Um, the running backs are are okay. Um, our friend Marvin is running to Ernest Johnson. 
So I don't, I don't know how that's going to play out. It could work out. It could not. It could end in disaster. So I'm giving the, uh, the running back battle to Donnie. In the wide receiver battle, you've got Chris Godwin and A.J. Brown versus D.J. Moore and Devontae Adams. Whew, that is those give the, big names, man. I, I don't understand how Godwin is projected to get more points than Evans. Um, uh, that's the system. Like That is totally a, a weird system thing. Yeah. it's uh, I don't get it either, but not all – all of those receivers seem to feast. They all get playing time. They yeah. all they all get work, but not all of them have those big games. No. So if it's going to be a Mike Evans game, then you know Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin are going to be quiet. If it's yeah. an Antonio Brown game, you know the other two mm-hmm. are going to be quiet. So, and I, okay. I have Godwin in a couple of my other leagues, and it's you're right. It's it's one of those things where. When he gets the points, he's going to have a big game. He's going to have a big game, for sure. Now, A.J. Brown, who's coming back from an injury, um, I think is going to have a great game because KC can't seem to stop anybody's attacking, which is great for KC's offense because it forces them to have to go out and continue to push the ball and score, right? So we like that. But I think A.J. Brown has a great game. Uh, Godwin is going to be a whatever. So to me, like I'll give the, the edge advantage to Marvin in this case. Yeah, because he's got he's got those receivers are pretty epic. Yep. Then it comes down to the tight end battle. Well, Donnie's got Mark Andrews. Oh my God, and he's been hot lately. Yeah, he has been hot, and Darren Waller's been super cold. So I'm giving the tight end battle to Mark Andrews because he has the the hot hand. Yeah. And then this to me, this is where again it's the flex plays that are going to make things super interesting because Donnie's playing Mike Davis, who's hot and cold. Mike uh, Michael Pittman, who I think now is going to be just like the super target with Paris Campbell going to IR and T.Y. Hilton hurting himself again. And yeah, I think Pittman, but Pittman's going to play. Pittman Pittman has been good, been gaining traction over the last three or four weeks. Playing time, targets. He just yeah, yeah, he just needs to consistently build up that reputation uh, or rapport with his quarterback. And I think yeah, he's going to be great. Um, and then Cortland Sutton. Another really good receiver, um, sitting sitting on your uh, on your uh, your flex spot, so that's that's pretty solid. And then you're looking over on the other side, and it's like, oh, you got Miles Sanders. Well, to me, that's I just traded you away because you were unreliable. You're getting some work, but you're not getting enough to be, yeah, to be super trustworthy. But he has a solid floor. Then you got well, Darnell Mooney, who I think is the only receiver to trust in Chicago, and then Jonathan Taylor. You got Jonathan Taylor sitting on your flex. Well, that's because you've got Josh Jacobs and uh, Dearness Johnson sitting up there. And it's a rule. You have to play your, your Thursday night players in your starting spots to give you the ability to flex out other options, which is why Jonathan Taylor is sitting on the flex. So that said, I chose... I chose Donnie. Well, I wonder if I should change that. Now that I'm looking at this, <laughs> now that I'm looking at this, like my initial pick was, was Donnie, but I give the flex. I'm going to give the flex mainly because Jonathan Taylor is like two players. So you've got two players in Jonathan Taylor, Darnell Mooney and Miles Sanders versus Mike Davis, who is kind of like a Miles Sanders versus 
Pittman and Sutton. Oh man, I'm going to do it. I'm flipping. Oh, sorry, Johnny. I am flipping live on this recording. I'm switching to Marvin. Marvin, you got my pick. Uh, what are you going? I, I, I'm sorry. I got to go Donnie. And the, and the re and, and the, I, I agree with all of your, your logic on, on all of it. I think it's going to come down to Stafford versus Ryan. Yeah. It's Stafford all the way, but I don't even think Ryan is going to get the 21 points he needs. Um, I do actually. Um, you're forgetting that. Yes. They're playing a crappy Miami team. Not, not even that. But... You, you were forgetting that he's got Calvin Ridley back. Calvin Ridley is practicing again. His personal issues have been resolved or he's back from whatever that was. Kyle Pitts is back in action. You got Cordell Patterson. I like all three of those options. I I don't know. I just think you know, I don't think should... they're Matt Stafford good. I think Matt Stafford scores well in the 30s. I think Matt Ryan is mid 20s. I don't know. It's, it's that's that's the one that scares me. That's the guy, and that's why I'm going to go Donnie is because I just. Uh, Everything else is going to be a lot closer. All right, and and you know, I, I get it. He's he's favored. I know I know Donnie's even favored by six points, but I think it's going to be a bigger victory than the six points. Okay, well, that that is where we separate currently. Let's see if we can uh, find more. Yeah. Next matchup, I've got Sean versus Josh. Now this is this is another bipocalypse. Well, you got Sean, who's currently sitting with Pollard, Cook, Gabe, Gabriel Davis, and yeah. yeah, those those three players are currently sitting on his roster, but they're on buy, so they can't play. So he's got he's going to have to swap out and find some other assets to put in there, um, which he has, which which he does have. So I'm I'm confident he can boost his score beyond 73, but I don't think he can get as close to 100 as Josh is. Now, to me, Josh has his first four players are what's going to win him the week. He's got Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, Daryl Williams, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think those four guys right there are going to win you the week all all by themselves. And then he's got AJ Green who has been consistent in his uh his targets and touchdowns. Moali Cox who's oddly enough on fire. He's got a touchdown in the last 2 weeks. And then he's got the uh, the hot hands of JD McKissick and Khalil Herbert in his flex spots. Now I like both of those plays this week, particularly JD McKissick. It's the Latavius Murray, who's probably not going to play. It's really in question, which is why they activated Lev Bell back to the roster, why Devontae Freeman is being picked up everywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't think Latavius Murray plays, so he'll have to find another flex if he's got one. Well, he's got uh, Beckham. Femi Watkins, Beckham. He's got, he's got, got Oh, he's got Byron Pringle. So he's got options. Yeah. So. In, in my honest opinion, I, I don't see how Josh doesn't win this week, given the circumstances that Sean is in. Yeah. With 
with the players that he has left that are active this week. Yeah, I, I agree. He'll be too beastly for him. That's right. Nice play on words. All right, so we didn't differ there. And the last matchup is Bryce versus Juan. Now, I chose Juan. Juan chose himself. I'm just bringing this one up. Because this it's, is another close one. It is. Like and... four points. You've got you've got it's the Julio Jones versus Robbie Anderson. I think both of those guys are duds because I don't think they do anything. But DeAndre Hopkins versus Mark Ingram. Well, Mark Ingram to me, Mark Ingram isn't going to do anything. Calvin Ridley versus DK Metcalf. Well, I'll give you I'll give you Metcalf in that case if if Geno finds him. Yeah. Ricky Seals Jones versus Noah Fant. I'm going Ricky on that case. Donovan Peoples-Jones, okay, he's going for it, man. He's playing, and after two weeks of sitting him on the bench and missing out on all that action, he's going to get that action this week. So let's see what happens. I hope Case Keenum has eyes for DPJ if he plays. On the other side, you got Debo Samuel. Then you got Robert Woods versus Sterling Shepard. James Condor versus Ramondi Stevenson. Oh, there it is. Derek Henry. Yeah, Mr. Then you've got Derek Henry versus Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, I'm going Derek Henry, 40 points against the Kansas City defense. And then Jalen Hurts, even though he doesn't throw the ball, he's going to run it, score some touchdowns. It's just, yeah. So that's that's why I'm choosing one, because he's got Derrick Henry and Jalen Hurts and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, it's just the, the, the Henry and and Hurts. Because, again, Hurts is one of those guys that – He is um, crappy at being a quarterback, but he is great for fantasy. But, Yes, because when he gets down to the goal line, he wants the glory and he'll run it in himself. Well, and he's able to do it, right? It's, he's hard yes. to stop. Yes. And if yep. you want that touchdown, you give him the ball. So Yeah. So I, I agree. I'm You're going Juan? Yeah, I'm gonna go Juan as well in that one. And Okay. I mean well, I, and it and it, it it baffles me how he's one in five, but Okay. Like does it does it not like just question like how how is he in that position? Because when you look at the team, it's okay. Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry. I realize that he's not playing all of his regular starters, but oh, he's got Christian McCaffrey and IR. Oh, because that that doesn't help anybody. Um, I mean, I mean he's got like Wentz as a backup quarterback. So I mean that that's not crap either, right? No, uh, um, his regular tight end is uh, Dalton Schultz, and he's 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 doing all right. Yeah, it's. Like he's got a good roster. He doesn't have the best depth, but his starting lineup is still impressive. Yeah. Yet hasn't etched out the wins like one would have anticipated. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe he's only losing by short margins. Yeah. Like, how would you feel if you looked at your opponent and your opponent's playing a healthy Derrick Henry and a healthy CMC? Oh, I figured I'd be done. Yeah. Like, oh hey, look, I got the KC stack, but I am terrified of that Derrick Henry and CMC combo. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So hopefully he turns it around, CMC gets back, and he's able to, to edge up Hopefully, you know, it, I mean, this is a battle of, of, like, last place, right? They're both one and five. Is it the battle for last place, or is there another guy that's in that mix here? Let's have a look. No, no, he's number nine. Nope. Ed, Juan's number yeah, that's nine. Right. Yeah, Juan, Juan is number nine, and Bryce is number ten. Yeah. Now, Bryce has picked up some picks, right? He's currently sitting. Yeah, he's got two firsts right now. Oh, he's got wands. Okay, so he's <laughs> he's currently sitting with the first and second picks of the 
of next year's draft. Well, hey, <laughs> maybe he's well, selling the farm for next year then. Yep. Maybe I'll go try and pick up somebody from him for this week. Maybe no, just kidding. You, you, hey, man, uh, re- reach out. I'm I'm currently I'm currently in negotiations for another trade with Bryce. Uh, so Bryce, if you're hearing this, man, go check your uh, your DMs. I, I did send you a counter. It's not completely dead in the water yet. Uh, maybe I can pick up uh, another running back. Or a wide receiver, maybe. Hey, maybe Hopkins for a first round. <laughs> hey, man, you, you go try. I'm not. I'm not gonna say what I am working on, but I am working on a deal. Mm-hmm. No, that uh, interesting, right? Oh my yep. God, maybe if he traded like the the with number eight and ended up with first, second, and third picks. No, because I think Chervin's also quite, um, quite, yeah. So he's got my first round because I traded um, uh, Marquise Brown for, right? Like I got Marquise for that pick. So he currently has two firsts. Wow. I I imagine he's probably going to hang on to what he's got or maybe sell off some of his older assets. Like I don't, you could ask, I don't see him moving Dalvin Cook. Like to me, that would be a guy I'd still hold into next year. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. he, maybe he's got somebody else out there. Like he's got Saquon sitting on his roster. Maybe he tries to he tries to do like a Derrick Henry style trade and, and load up on some picks, like in futures assets. Like I don't know. You can try and shoot for that. To me, that's a that's a guy who's probably outside of my price range. What I'm willing to spend right now, especially when I'm already down my first. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think I have five picks or uh, six picks this year already. Oh, do you? Let's see. Yeah, I got one of yours. Oh, you got a fifth fifth for me. Yeah. So you're sitting a first, second, third, fourth, and two fifths. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I uh, I ended up getting a. I have two seconds. Oh. Yay! And a third, two fourths, and one fifth. But you know, I look at my team, and my team is still so relatively young. Yeah, like you don't. You you're going all in, man. Yeah. Get it. All right. So let's just make those uh, those. Let's recap our picks. So my picks are myself, Gabriel, Marvin, Josh, and Juan. Andrew, your picks are myself, Gabriel, Donnie, Josh, and Juan. And then Juan's picks are myself, Gabriel, Marvin, Josh, and Juan. So Juan and I are the exact same. You picked Donnie over Marvin, and I pivoted the last second. So yeah. let's let's see let's see how that turns out. But what was Juan's big uh, uh, twist thing? Uh, the Your Marvin. To me, were... was, to me, it was Marvin. When I was looking at him, like really, you chose Marvin. Oh. And then uh, I didn't I didn't quite fully look at it until you and I went through it. And like, oh, oh, actually, you know what? Now I see why. Now I see why he chose Marvin. Because I'm like, oh no, it's Donnie. It's it's clear cut Donnie. Yeah. But. No, Marvin still has a solid roster, man. He's got too much depth, like good depth. So I'll climb up. I'll I'll climb ahead by one game this week. You hope. (laughs) You hope. Or I'll climb ahead. Right. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, that was this week's a week seven predictions. Yeah. Uh, Now we're going to get into reviewing our bet of the week, Andrew. Now, last week uh, you made the bet. 
And just to review with everyone, that bet was draft your best fantasy team from your own teams in the four leagues we share. So yeah. no tight ends, linear draft, no duplicates, scoring based on poor man league. Now, you had the first overall pick. Do you recall who your first pick was? Um, I can go to it because I have the – oh, no, I don't. Zeke. Oh, I can go to our, 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 uh, our messages. Yeah, your first pick was Zeke. Yeah. My first pick was Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and I got to question that. Sure. Why? I'm surprised you didn't take him. Uh-oh. Andrew, did I lose you? I think you muted your phone. Well, either way, the uh, the Patrick Mahomes pick was was one I knew I needed a good I needed a good quarterback, and in the leagues that we shared, you uh, you had a much better choice selection. You had better options. So when you went Zeke with your first pick, oh, oh sorry, back. Did, I, did I lose you? You did. Yeah, you just came back. Oh, geez, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I was just. Just, just telling everybody about the my selection of Patrick Mahomes. You had the better selection or the better options at quarterback. So when yes. you took Zeke, I knew I had to lock that selection in yeah, because but... that was the only – that was my best choice other than Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, see, I thought – well, my quarterback was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my gosh, after the week he had the week before – uh, no, if, solid choice. If he gets me forty points, that's that'll be my my thing. But but again, I, I just which league do you have Mahomes in? That was that was I, I thought about this after the fact, and really it doesn't matter because it wouldn't have changed the outcome anyway. But no, it would have. Oh man, I got way too many leagues. I I'm looking here. And I've got oh, that's the wrong one. There's Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, so not there. Simple man. I've got nope, not there. Not in no fun, not in crazy man, because in crazy man I got Lamar. Yeah. Oh, you know what? My sincere apologies, man. No, no, all good. It's all good. I just. I, I, and like I said, I, I was thinking about it this week as the week was going on. I'm like, I don't remember Mike ever having Mahomes. Like, I, I know I had him in in, in, in Poor Man, but yeah. I didn't know he that because we never talked about him in any of our league stuff. No, because I, I have him in in two other leagues. Uh, that I don't I don't share with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I ended up trading. I found a guy in a super flex league who traded me Dak Prescott or he wanted my Dak Prescott cause he's a Dallas fan and he gave me Patrick Mahomes straight up. Ooh, that, but you know what this year, that's a close one. Yeah. Well, I, like in this case, I preferred the stability of Mahomes more than I liked mm-hmm. um, Prescott. So I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like in his mind, it's, it was an even pairing. Um, yeah. He did get roasted in, in the chat for it. But it's like, no, man, like, it's, and now you look at it. What is Mahomes, by the way? Is he? He's probably number five or six quarterback. He's quarterback number one in that particular league. Let's go back where you have. 
And let's have a look. Just so we can clarify. So, yeah, man, I, I apologize. Yeah, he's actually, yeah, Mahomes is number one. Is he still number one in our league? He's still number one. In poor man, he is number one. Wow. Yeah. I would have thought. Uh, like Josh Allen or Lamar, maybe. Well, I, I even thought Prescott because he's, he, man, he is, he's looking MVP again this year. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts is number four. Wow. What is, what is Brady? Brady's oh, number three. Wow. And I've sat him because I have him and Lamar in the same league. I've been playing Lamar. Um, what is Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray's number five. Lamar Jackson is number six. Who's number two? It's got to be Josh Allen. Got to be. Got to be Josh Allen. All right. Anyway, sorry. My apologies. Um, so even if I remove those points, I would be just over a hundred, and you ended up with eighty-four. Yeah. Because you, the guys, the other guys you picked, they they really let you down, man. Like Devontae yeah. Smith, uh, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Mike Williams. I did not see that one coming. I did not no. see the Chargers blowing that game. Well, no, and even when I made that pick, you 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 texted me to say, "Oh my gosh, that's a good one. That's a good pick." Um. So yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't own Mike Williams anywhere. Yeah. And with the way he's playing, there's no way I'm going to be able to get him anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, like as I said, of right now, it wasn't a big deal. And I wasn't going to turn around. Like, even if it changed the, like the, you know, had, had it, had it actually impacted the game, I would have gladly just, just lost the points and forfeited the bet for you. No, so you I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that to you. Just no. at, a, at a sportsmanship. I wouldn't have done that. And, and I didn't pick up on the, the whole, Hey, where's where does he play for him until this week? So it's it's a it's a mood point in either way, right? So yeah, and or, the, I think or the, as the Joey big... says, a mood point, a mood point, <laughs> <laughs> a mood point. That's right. Um, I wonder how many guys will get that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Derrick Henry was the big the big push for me. Oh my god, that just that that crushed me. Yeah, because I knew you didn't have Derrick Henry, which is why I went all receivers. I didn't want to pick my running backs because my two running backs you didn't have Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. I knew you'd take Zeke because that's a solid pick, and I don't have Najee Harris, which is again that's a solid pick for you. It's just I had to make sure that I was going to get the the receivers I wanted, and then we found. And for the most part, we don't have a lot. Of similarities in players outside of like I have Lamar Jackson, you have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I have Zeke in one league, you have Zeke. And then for the rest of it, we don't really have no. We don't have a lot of similarities, which is kind of surprising. And and that's what that's what intrigued me about doing the doing the bet that way was because I knew we weren't gonna be trying to poach one another. Yeah. 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 And I thought in, in all honesty, had my guys not fallen asleep this week it would have been real close had you uh, let's just say mike williams was his regular mike williams self he yeah. got himself 20 points instead of so that would have been an extra 17 so that would have put you at 101 and then godwin normally would have got right. 12 or 13 um yeah like so like everyone was down even cream hunt you had cream hunt on your list he only got you 9.3 that should have been 15 to 20 so like those two guys right there 
could have made a significant improvement to your team. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. But right. that's in the past. And that is, you know, this week, uh, no, no, no. Before we get to this week, we, we do have to review that the current standings. Oh yes. Is are, are five and one for me. Yes. Yep. Now that I've if, built a buffer, hang my head in shame. You know, it's only five and one. <laughs> I have the buffer now, right? Cause I, I had my hot streak at some point. You will get your hot streak. Yes. It's just, just the way it goes. So this week's bet. Now, did you, uh, did you want to share with the crew or do you want me to, to read off what we wrote here? Um, I, I can share. No, that's, that's, uh, yeah. it's your I, selection. Like the bet. I like the bet. It's a pick three. We're each going to pick, uh, three. It depends if you're a Vegas betting guy or not, but pick three winners. Um, and the, and the, um, the they have odds, to cover the spread. They have to cover the spread, and the, um, we're going to use the odds from the the yeah the score um, the score app. Um, and I don't know if they have the score down in the U.S. It's a no, that, that's a Canadian, Canadian. Um, yeah. sports network up here. Yeah, um, so we'll use their their uh, their their spread uh, points. Like for example, you and I were talking earlier, yep. like. Arizona is favored by 16 points. Yep. So right off the bat, and who are they playing again? They're playing uh, Houston. Houston. So right off the bat, Houston's up 16 nothing before the kickoff. Um, so you got to cover that. If you're going to pick uh, Arizona, you better hope they score by more than they win by 17 points. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we're each going to pick three three winners. Yep. Uh, we can't pick the same team. But we can pick the same matchups. Like again, you might if you might think Houston's going to win, uh, or, or or win or lose by less than sixteen, you yep. might pick them, and I might pick Arizona because I think they'll win by four. Yeah. Okay. Right now, we haven't actually made our selections yet because you proposed that to me just before we got onto the podcast. Yeah. So what we're going to do is chat tomorrow afternoon make our selections, and then we will post that in the sleeper chat tomorrow afternoon, well before the Thursday night kickoff. Yeah. And, uh, and Andrew will win this week. That is, that is Andrew's hope. <laughs> that is not my hope. Andrew's my hope Walt- is that I find the, the sweet spots in these games, but yeah. it's going to be tight. There are games that I am... I am unsure of. There is a lot of close games, and I haven't seen the spreads yet, so I don't know exactly how things are looking. Like I'll, I'll say, Detroit is probably going to lose to the Rams, but mm-hmm. by what? Are they going to cover the spread? Like, what's what's the spread? Like, if it's a reasonable amount, maybe I'll take the Rams. But like, I think I think Tampa Bay beats Chicago, but what's that spread? Is it by ten? Is yeah. it by more or less? Like, I don't know. And there's other matchups that are relatively closely. Teams are evenly. It could go either way. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what those spreads are. Yeah. No, it'll uh, tomorrow will be an interesting, uh, an interesting pick them. Yep. Because uh, are we going to do it snake or are we going to do it linear? Um, I think we'll do linear. Okay. Right? We'll put, we'll take, you'll get first pick. I'll get next pick. You get a pick. I get a pick. We'll just go back and okay. forth like that. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Well, hey, I greatly appreciate you, Andrew. Um, we'll make an announcement next week on what's happening with the podcast. 
Uh, we're making some changes. I'm making some changes. Going to try and make some improvements here for you guys to increase your your involvement, your your enjoyment. And I've asked Andrew to take part in that. And we're going to work out some of those details and what that's going to look like. Yeah. Now, next week, uh, our illustrious commissioner, Donnie, has requested to be a part of the show. So we're going to nail down some scheduling because he has a, a night shift uh, versus my day shifts. So we're going to find the time to get together, do that recording, and get that together for you guys. But until then, uh, I hope you guys enjoy football this weekend and whatever it is you get up to. And from one poor man to another, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs>